0: Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone podcast is brought to you by Revolution Running. Join world-renowned running guru, Dr. Jason Karp, on one of his workshops or certifications, and learn winning training methods to improve physiological factors of running fitness and performance, and distinguish yourself as a running expert. Dr. Karp has written books such as Running for Women,
1: Run Your Fat Off, and The Inner Runner. And brought to you by Evolve Health. Evolve Health offers a full line of nutrition and supplement products for athletes and those seeking better health.
0: And if that's not enough, we are also brought to you by 361. Get the best in athletic performance, cross-training, running sneakers, men and
1: women's fitness, gear, and apparel. For codes and promos, go to 2 fitcraziescom and click on the podcast sponsor tab at the top of the page.
0: It is Christine Conti and Brian Prendergast and we are two fit crazes and a microphone. We are where it's at. This is podcast 27 today. Unbelievable. Wow. Wow. 27. Isn't S- it fun? It is super fun.
1: I'm having the best time with this. This, this
0: is the best idea I think we've ever kind that of
1: I've ever come up that with we've
0: come up with. Who? No, no. I said it, and you were like, yeah, let's do it. So I can't take all the credit for this at all. No way. Because it takes two to tango, and
1: we're doing it. Look, I'm going to let you have all the credit for this. It's my pleasure. Oh, my goodness.
0: It takes two. So (laughs) with that said, we have to talk about um, the podcast that just dropped was 26 with the –
1: Brian Hanlon. The Brian Hanlon. There we
0: go. Got the the on there.
1: Classically trained master sculptor.
0: Oh my goodness. There We seriously had such a great time with Brian and he told such amazing stories that I really think if you have not had a chance to listen to that, being a fly on the wall just for that conversation was worth it. Um, he talked about people, I mean, famous athletes, the civic responsibility he feels he has making statues. And Brian, do you want to go into
1: what he exactly does? I mean, just the the whole process. I mean, he's made statues of everyone from uh, Jim Brown to Jackie Robinson to Shaquille O'Neal to, you know, uh, uh, just uh, trophies for all the players of the year and, you know, even certain positions in college basketball. Um, you know he's just got uh, he does work, does work for the Denver Broncos the Ring of Honor that's amazing if you see it uh, you know in pictures and and uh, Rose Bowl in person the Rose Bowl Foundation the New Orleans Saints Georgetown University Syracuse University Indiana University I mean he, he go it, LSU it really get goes on
0: Hanlon on. sculpting just go to the website literally the amount of sculptures he's done um, and I know. Our listeners are like, wait, I thought this was about fitness and nutrition and and wellness. Yeah, you're right. Um, what he does, the work that he does for this world, um, is unreal. And again, he does a lot of work with, you know, with athletics and you know sculpting. Again, awards and mascots. And I know um, you'll go, you pull up his page, Hanlon Sculpting, and you'll see all of these. Sculptures, and you would be like, "Oh my gosh, I've seen that," I've or seen he that, did that, yeah. or you will recognize this. And he is legit, and not only with his um, sculptures, but also with his story.
1: Yeah, and he's and he's a bad ass, legit badass runner, who uh, you know has been running for years. He's a captain of a Division One uh, team at Monmouth University. When he was there, and now he's a masters runner. He's uh, you know he's he's in his fifties, and he still gets after it very hard. And he's going down uh, in a couple of weeks to uh, to run the masters uh, indoor national championships in in Landover, Maryland. Which you know he qualified for. He was the state champion in New Jersey. So total badass. Uh, and and uh, you know he he talks about the process of of, uh, of of making the sculptures and how it relates to the process of you know training and running and swimming and things that he does. And uh, you know, and how it all leads to his his uh, spiritual fitness, and his, and and how these ideas really come together. Uh, and and you know, it's it's just a great listen. He's uh, he can spin a yarn, as they say. You know, he could tell a story, and uh, it was just it was a great great thing. It was great to have him on, and we thank him very very much. So
0: definitely check that out. And now today, as I said, we're not here to disappoint. We're where it's at. That's the two fit crazies. We're we're where it's at. So today, I hope you enjoy um, episode number twenty-seven. You're going to hear about Shane Barnard, who is actually had a her own story um, that led her to create Urban Kick, which is a program that is worldwide, and she's out there to inspire the world to get people moving to really do it in a way that is safe, that promotes you working at your own level. And we keep saying it over and over again. And, and Brian, you were saying today that it seems almost like our, almost like we're a podcast about this, this, this mission of
1: what we were are saying, uh, just the state of the industry yeah. and, and how, you know, really we're hearing from a lot of people that have, uh, you know, very reputable people within the fitness industry and, and, you know, leaders in the fitness industry keep Getting back to the the way of exercise for the sake of exercise and the sake of longevity and and having it be uh, scalable for everybody and, you know, inclusive and, and getting away from the idea where exercise needs to be done until the point where you're scraping yourself off the ground after each workout multiple times a day without rest and really putting yourself in a hole, you know, there's 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 a tipping point to fitness where it becomes an unhealthy practice. And I think that what we're hearing from all these people, uh, Shane included, who was fantastic. You're going to like this one uh, that, you know, really we see fitness as, you know, something that really needs, we need to get control of it again and, and make it usable by more people so that we can have better health for everybody. Fitness is
0: a vehicle. So let's all be able to drive that vehicle at our own pace, right? right. Some of us like to go ninety-five, but ninety-five is not appropriate when you're driving through the neighborhood, right? Right.
1: And the way that things are scalable, there's going to be opportunities to, to ramp it up and move the goalposts and and you know and 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 make it more difficult for you. It's not to just walk in and stay the same and be stagnant with it. It's to you know progress in a way that's that's honest and, and fair and reasonable and you know promotes uh, you know a lifelong activity. And have that, fun. Yeah. Oh, this That's is totally fun. fun.
0: Urban kick. She's awesome. Yeah. This is again, you're gonna hear her story and you know what she's an extremely intelligent and passionate mm. driven girl. To-
1: there's a sequence in there's yeah. a sequence called Flavor Flav, all right? If that, if and that the Terminator And the Terminator. Jackie Chan. And if that doesn't tell you all you know that it's gonna be fun then uh you know I mean, what's what's not fun about Flavor Flavor, you know, And you know
0: what's not fun? About the fact that Shane um, left her job as a lawyer to pursue fitness. So Sounds familiar. Not the lawyer, but leaving yeah. something for something. Leaving things to follow your passion. So you know what? There's something to that, people. So write that down. Write down your goals. Write down where you see yourself and take a look at that paper long and hard and... May want to make some changes in your life.
1: Yep. And, and then go and like and subscribe to the Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone podcast well on iTunes. Well played, Brian. Well played. We'll have a link for you. Go and, uh, go and sign up so that you get it every week. Uh, we're, you know, we're doing an episode a week, and, and uh, we hope you enjoy it. And uh, we really think you're going to enjoy this one, episode 27, Shane Bernard, Urban Kick. Peace. Thank <music>
0: It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two Fit Crazes. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, how are
1: you today? Better than ever. Always. Better it's than ever. Never a bad day with Brian here. Ever. No, it's just it's it's inch by inch, you know, we're we're taking what we can get. Unicorns and rainbows every <laughs> darn day. The power of positive thinking. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're so cheesy. Okay.
0: So with that said, my, um, home,
1: my home life is very dark. <laughs> when I'm not in public, I turn right. the, I shut the blinds and it's right. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I always imagine that like my kid's uh, kindergarten teacher who has to be like on all day long and is basically an entertainer for the children. You know, I just like, oh, my God. I, like, what, you know, I, I wonder what the shutdown is like when, when she gets home. It turns into me because I was a teacher and that's what happens. I I mean, she's amazing and she, you know, they literally, my wife's a first grade teacher. It's the same thing. I know what her home life is like, but you know, it's like they actually are, you know, they're very much playing a role the whole time that they're there. You have an on button with buttons. With 19 first graders, my Mm -hmm. wife has. Whoa.
0: Yeah. It's intense. Yes. Speaking of intense, Uh we're moving on today and we have just such a fantastic guest, Shane Bernard is with us today. And if you have not heard of Shane and everything she's involved in and the programs and her positive messages, um, she is joining us today from the West Coast where maybe she's not in a snowstorm. Shane, what's the weather like out there?
2: I don't even want to tell you.
0: Oh, it's okay.
2: It feels like salt in the wound, but... Um, it's gorgeous. It's in the mid fifties. We had some rain last night, which is wonderful for sleep. And now it's clearing up a little bit to get on with the day.
0: Sounds like wonderful running weather, doesn't it?
2: It really it's perfect running weather. Just a hint of mugginess though, just a hint.
1: Oh my goodness. I take that hint.
2: <laughs> I know,
1: right? <laughs> Land my of milk and honey Milk and guys
0: Oh, it's fine. So Shane, welcome to uh welcome to the podcast and our listeners. Um, are going to be so super excited to hear what, what you do and the programs that that you kind of launch and, and talk about throughout the country and hopefully all over the world. we got listeners all over the place here. And um, what I would love for you to uh, to tell our listeners real fast is, so where are you right now on the West Coast?
2: I'm in Oakland, California
0: oak town the town nice yep. i love it so for the listeners out there i um actually met shane a few years ago because we were both um presenting at scw i think shane you were presenting for urban kick right yes awesome and you know, i was um presenting with play yoga fitness and i always love to duck into classes and i love to learn from fellow You know, just fellow firecrackers, I call people that are really out there trying to um, inspire the world and are really energetic and and um, I ducked into Urban Kick and I'm like, I'm sure this is cool or whatnot, but it was awesome. I mean, great music, um, just a program that was put together so well. It was fun, and that's huge. It was fun. It was safe. It was engaging. It went quickly, and you wanted to come back and you wanted to do more. And I love that. And I thank you for that. And that's when I was like, wow, these, this program's got it together. And I'm like, who is this girl? And I think it was you. And uh, Miwa was there too, right. Yeah. Presenting with you. Um, but you guys were just rock stars and that's, you know, that's how I met um, Shane. And now Shane, you're kind of, I mean, your program is, is awesome and growing and you've got your hand in a bunch of different pots. Um, and I know that, you know, we definitely want our listeners to hear what, what you're up to. So take us back to how you, how you started this, because you weren't always in the fitness industry, like many of us. Um, where did this start? So you have, you have a degree that is kind of interesting compared to what you're doing right now, correct?
2: (laughs) First and foremost, Christine, thank you so much for those. Wonderfully kind words. Can I just have you travel with me all day? <laughs> you know, my goodness. So thank you for that. Um, I, get char-
0: I charge a lot. i just kidding.
2: <laughs> you, right? Yes. Pay me um, an iced coffee.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: Hey, I, you got it. Sold. Um, so, I, you know, I've always kind of had a toe in fitness uh, during my undergrad studies at the University of Oregon, um, a wonderful woman by the name of Elise Moore, took me under her wing and taught me how to teach aerobics because we called it aerobics back then. I did too. (laughs) Right? And I learned how to teach basically her high-low dance aerobics class. And then I, you know, grew into the ever-popular step. And so I always kind of did it as what we call now our side hustle. Um, And I loved it. I trained at – during. During and right after my undergrad studies, um, I had the lucky chance to go to be accepted into the Alvin Ailey American Dance Program in New York. So I went and danced there for a while. But getting back to your question about the degree, um, I always, for whatever reason, had in the back of my mind, what do I do if my body doesn't do? Um, what do I have to share and offer And so I decided to go to law school. Um, So I became a lawyer. What a perfect,
0: easy fit. (laughs) What a a smooth transition, Shane.
2: (laughs) Wasn't it seamless? It was seamless. Yeah. Uh, Well, I did have that, you know, amazing undergraduate degree of sociology, which just prepared me for anything in the world. Uh, Because what do you do with that? But that's another story. So I practiced law for about six years, and I don't regret that one bit, Uh, and I still pay my bar dues every year because you never know, Um, but in about 2011, I was on a retreat um, with Lululemon, actually, I was an ambassador for them, and we were doing a lot of goal setting because that's a big thing with Lululemon, and they had us do one year, five year, 10 year goals, and I did it just kind of free form, just open brain, not thinking about it. And when I looked back at those words on that piece of paper, the law was nowhere in there and it was all fitness. And it was literally an epiphany, which I know it doesn't happen to many of us, but I had to step back and go, what the heck am I doing? What am I doing? I'm not getting any younger. I love fitness. I still do it part time. So let's make the leap. And so I did. And I quit doing the law in February of 2012 and launched Urban Kick the fall of 13. And there we are.
1: That's amazing. I, you know, you're you're speaking right now with a former mortgage loan officer and a and a, and a recovering teacher over there, and Christine, <laughs> and uh, you know, so oh, man, I I get that so much, uh, you, you know, get it, it's, right? yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's the scariest thing. It's
0: the most exciting and scariest thing in the world. Like I, yes. every day, I wake up and I'm like, I'm awesome, and then I'm like, I'm terrible, <laughs> and I'm like I'm awesome, and I'm like, what am I doing? It's such a roller coaster. Yes. Oh my gosh.
2: I I literally posted on Instagram yesterday a post that said, I'm pretty sure I just stress bought a new pair of sneakers while eating chocolate. (laughs) And the whole context of it was as a business owner or an entrepreneur, I doubt myself every day and multiple times throughout the day. Like, what am I doing? I have no idea what I'm doing. What's my next step? but i think that's inherent in being an entrepreneur or being in the industry and you just got to roll with it you know what what's the alternative <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and really i think that the cool thing is that we you know, we often have those those questions. You know, what am I doing? And then, but then there always is a next step. We always do something more. We're not yes. we're not the people who are saying, "Oh, I don't like what I'm doing, and I'm you know I'm going to sit in this cubicle for the next twenty five years until I can collect my pension and get the hell out of here." Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, I, I hey bravo congrats that's right. uh, you know you're you're living the dream, as well, we like, and
2: that's what I say every day. I'm living the dream, and sometimes it's with a smirk, sometimes it's with a smile, um, <laughs> right. but. You know, you guys know it, you know, just as much as I do. It's it's I wouldn't do anything else. That's for sure.
1: I always say it beats working.
2: Yes. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? I mean, the cubicle, the nine to five would be the death of me for sure.
0: Shane, it's it's funny because I I was telling Brian, I was like, you know, Shane's gonna be coming on the podcast. I'm like, she's so she's got so much energy and she's really great and she's excited to come on. And it's funny because I could just like myself I could never work in a cubicle and I first started out as, as a, you know, investment banking and sitting at a desk and I'm like, what am I, what? And that's when I left to, you know, get my degree and and go into teaching and then every, just like you said, and I think everyone should do this, um, is write down what you want to do. I asked someone the other day, I'm like, so what's your goal? Like, what's your ideal dream job and this and that? And the answer that I got back from this person was, well, I want to make sure I have a 401k. And, I, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, it just, you know, you're at different points in your life. And I'm like, a 401k is your most important thing at work. I'm like, you, I would rather pick my eyes out than pick a job just because of a 401k yes. at this point. Because we have that experience of what is it like to really be chasing your dreams at this point and really be going towards your passion and you know, that we got to talk about urban kick. So now, you know, it's funny because some people only dream about going to law school and getting in and passing the bar and, and you have said, wow, you know what? This is great. I know I can do this, but you saw that you saw that you saw the writing. Literally you saw the writing that you wrote and we're like, I always say this, I'm like, YOLO, (laughs) when I left my career, I'm like, well, you know what, let's take up all those chances, all those opportunities that I didn't have time for, I didn't make time for because you're in the grind of that career. So now tell us about Urban Kick, tell us about the, you know, kind of the nascent stages or, or why you thought this was so important to come up with and go for. So what happened?
2: And I just want to make a little note about leaving law school or leaving our, you know, "Quote unquote stable professions." Mm -hmm. Um, One thing that I'm very, I try to be very aware of is that there's a privilege in that. That for me to take that leap and go and dream is a privilege that I know many many people don't have. So I try to be very aware of that um, with 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 every day. That wow. this is something that not a lot of people can do to walk away from that job, that four oh one K and just put it all on the line. So anyways, I just want to get that out there that very, I appreciate. Very
1: true. Very true and appreciated yep. that you would come with that Because yep. that, that's that. it's it's hard, you know, and, and oftentimes we talk to people that are jealous or whatever mm-hmm. of, of what we've done and it's just like, yeah, but this is what I actually had to do and this is, you know, what's yes, really yes. happened. So, Yeah. Yep. My mom so? reminds me every day.
0: <laughs> I'm not oh,
2: My mom was like, so what are you doing? (laughs) You haven't paid off your school loan yet. I'm like, I know. It's okay. (laughs) okay. (laughs) Because I'm going to make bank and fitness. Don't you worry. (laughs) (laughs) great. We're laughing now. Okay. So, but your question about urban kick was what,
0: Christine? So how did you come up with this now? So I mean, again, obviously, this was not something overnight where you were just like, Yep, I'm gonna do this. There was obviously. So where did this start?
2: Right? The kernel of it. And it's so funny when you look back on life, and you see the opportunities that were presented to us, and you don't really realize it's an opportunity at the time. But I was Um, going to law school and teaching just part-time at a little gym here in Oakland. And the owner of the gym had registered for a generic kickboxing certification at an SCW here in Northern California. And she couldn't go. And she said, do you want to go? And I'm like, sure. I'll go take a day and go get continuing education credits and learn this (laughs) you know, International Kickbox Aerobics Federation, which is what it was called, certification by David Slavin. And so that was in 1999. And so I took that one-day certification at SCW, and I literally took that information and just started to teach, quote-unquote, cardio kickboxing. And I did that for a couple of years now because this is before – Taibo, Turbo Kick, and all the present day cardio kickboxing formats that kind of dominate that part of the market, there there wasn't content out there. So I had to literally create stuff on my own. And I do believe my dance and fitness background helped me with that. So I wasn't 100% green. So I knew how to put combinations together. So I started to create content. And then in 2001, I started teaching at the University of California at Berkeley, where I still um, teach today. Fast forward, we're talking five years to 2005, 2006, and my directors at Cal loved what I was doing. The classes were packed for whatever reason, and so they asked me to start training people in my brand of kickboxing, and so I trained um students and instructors at UC Berkeley for three, three, four years. And then the dream started like, oh my goodness, what if I actually put this together and branded it? So in 2012, 13 is when I actually put a brand on it. And, you know, before that I wrote the manual, I trademarked it, I did all that Awful, boring work that my lawyering helped made me do um, and brought it to market
1: long story short there it is it's it's awesome i mean it's really it's really amazing how and especially how all those things in your life really you know had a role in the development of it. You know, yes. I, I I could certainly use at times, you know, some legal expertise and things in there. And there you are, you already have that. And then, you know, for the footwork and the dancing, and it's just, you know, everything was. It's almost like it's meant to be, right? You know, it almost just looks
2: like yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, and you don't realize at the time, but each, all of those pieces, um, fit together well. And I wouldn't have been able to envision that until until I did. You know, it had to happen when it happened.
0: So now talk to us. I know that, you know, back in the day as well, where I always call us dinosaurs, there's very few of us, Shane left that are, yep. that are actually aerobic, that we took like aerobic certifications and taught, you know, step touch, you know, grapevine, step yep. touch, you know, chasse, shuffle, whatever. Um, yes. It's, it's, but it, it you know, it kind of helps you over the years, you realize. Um, but the difference is, again, I remember taking basic kickbox you know, workshops and it was just, it was very basic. Um, but this is not what urban kick is about. Explain to everyone who does not know because they're all going to go after they listen to this on your website and they're going to check it out and check out your videos and whatnot, because it's different. It is not just your, your basic kickbox. You're not beating up a bag. You're not literally crawling out like dying. It's fun. So tell us the format of how this, how this works.
2: Yes. So Urban Kick is, I think, special and different because there is a flow to it. And that's what, you know, instructors tell us. And, you know, the participants tell us that there's a flow to it, that it's almost like that it factor, that it flows from one thing to the next seamlessly. So kind of by the end of it, you're like, holy cow, what just happened but I'm dripping in sweat and it's been 45 minutes. So how I've put it together are what I call puzzle pieces. And we have two puzzle pieces. One of them we call sequences. That's the punch and kick combinations. And they have different names. So we have a, a language unique to Urban Kick. And I, these names just are ridiculous. We have the Flava Flav, the Terminator, Off the Grid, uh, the Jackie Chan, um, all these different names that make up our... Um, unique signature punch and kick combinations. So that's one puzzle piece. The other one is the athletic sports conditioning, athletic drill, or you can actually do a high-intensity interval training drill. So there's an athletic component that a lot of the more traditional kickboxing formats – we're kind of skewed into the more dancey realm of things, this is not at all. So you can do a punch and kick combination and then go into a sprint interval or go into a squat or a jump squat interval. But the key is that it has to flow together so it's not a bunch of starts and stops, which I believe kind of breaks up that continuity. And if we can just keep people moving, then we can have greater impacts on their aerobic and anaerobic systems and so we kind of blend and flow in between the two and that's kind of that's unique to urban kick
1: it's it's cool i was watching some videos uh you know i I wasn't familiar with it before you uh, came on and christine uh had me doing homework which i love doing uh so it was it was it was great you know the gym that i work at has has kickboxing and, you know, they roll out the bags and they have all these things. I like the fact that it didn't, ha- that there's no equipment uh, to it. Yes. I like, I like that, you know, you, you, oftentimes I see it, I see it in the gym, uh, you know, and for better or worse, it's just poor form and poor punching form. And you might have a, yes. a, a woman who's never, or a man and that's never thrown a punch in their life, uh, yep. you know, punching a bag and there's risk to that. Uh, so yes. I I like this. It was it was smooth, like you said, the sequences and the movements, and uh, I, I just you know it was um, you know open space. People were moving around the gym. Very cool.
2: And it, it's fun. And I will say though, you know, yes, the bag work is amazing work. It is very fun, and there is an inherent risk to that, as there is to. Any exercise that we do, there is an inherent risk to urban kick as well. And I think if you actually do bag work, that will translate better to urban kick because you at least have an idea of how, (laughs) what that feedback would feel like if you were making contact, contact with something versus somebody. Um, But it. It creates an accessibility for our program where you can do it anywhere, anytime, you don't need anything. And that was really important to me as well.
0: Awesome. The um, the other thing that I wanted to bring up is that I've talked to so many people that have either taken Urban Kick or are instructors and they say how accessible, you said that word too, they said how accessible your program is. It's yep. something where they feel like, you know, you talked about, um, you talked about having it seamlessly flow. And that is so important. Again, I've taken, you know, tons of classes and that's what it feels like. It feels like something that is fun. Like you said, you have these words and I was going to say, I always remember that the Jackie Chan, I think every class I've ever taken, because you've got these catchphrases that are fun and you remember them and you remember the, you know, the combinations and, and people are like, oh yeah, I did this, the Terminator. And, and it is kind of a, um, you know, it's kind of empowering because you're like, I did the Terminator and block one and, um, but the instructors really love it too. So, you know, just the people that are fitness fanatics out there definitely take a look at this because it is a format that, you know, you kind of put together, right? You kind of place together the puzzle pieces, um, yeah. yourself and that's, that's huge. Um, tell me about the music. Do you have to, you know, do you have to use certain music or what do you do?
2: You can use any music that you want. And that's where our program is unique as well, because a lot of other programs are pre choreographed. And so you're locked into teaching what they say you have to teach to their music um, and for some instructors, that is wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't have to think about it. You just have to memorize that content, and you're good to go. Urban Kick is not like that because I believe the instructors are the expert. I have no idea who you teach to or what kind of music they want or what kind of movements that would create the most success for them. So we allow instructors to use any music that you want because I know music is so personal I do not want to go to a class and listen to music I don't enjoy. It completely ruins the experience for me. So find that music that is your jam and use that. We do have a couple mixes on power music that people are welcome to buy um, and get into. I I love them, um, but you can use whatever you want.
0: I, too, love the Urban Kick 1 and 2 that you have on power (laughs) music. I really do. I really think they're awesome. Good. Oh, my goodness. So – Let's, um real fast, let's go into this. You said, you know, about seamless flow and people really yep. like it and it's accessible. Let's talk about why that's so important right now. Um, Brian and I have been, again, interviewing a lot of people have been on this podcast, even heavy hitters in the fitness industry, you know, people like you developing programs that are very successful. And one of the things that constantly keeps coming up is the state of the fitness industry. Mm-hmm. And that's... Really, we've been hearing these messages over and over again that gone are the days where we're just going to work you until you are literally bleeding out of your eyes and (laughs) crawling out of, you know, studios. And something you said that was very important before was that you wanted to find something where you would have longevity, where your body would be able to take it, um, where, you know, maybe, you know, performing, you know, like, you know, doing backflips is not something that you're going to be doing until you're 85, but you have to keep moving and you have to find something. Um, I know for myself, I I suffer from, you know, RA and I know that some of the things I do now are going to be either I'm not going to be able to do them or I'm going to really have to come up with different options. And that was something important for me. But that's really what the fitness industry sometimes tells you, we want to kill you, yet, The messages get a little bit skewed. So, you know, coming up with urban kick and kind of your philosophy on, you know, where the industry is going and and your beliefs is something that um, I think would really benefit our listeners. So what are your thoughts on where we're, where we're headed and where we're at?
2: Oh my goodness. I mean, I think again, there's so, there are so many different directions we can go with that, with that topic, but kind of starting with, with, where Urban Kick is, and then talking about the state of the industry, I think there is a bit of celebrity that has been um, infused into the industry that for good or bad, I'm not here to judge that, but I think the consumer does not know who to believe. Uh, they don't know who to look to for the real science and the information. And a lot of times the celebrity, and I use that that term generically, wins out. It's they're they're watching the, you know, the the Instagram account that gives a workout along with the bikini shot. And is that the person you want to get your information from? I'm not here to say yay or nay, but I think there's been an infiltration in the fitness industry that has not done a great job at um maintaining the integrity of the science and the wellness of the industry so that's one piece so with urban kick the reason why we're not pre-choreographed is i want instructors to be able to create a class within the structure of urban kick that is best suited for their demographic a person who's 20 is going to do a different workout than the person who's 40, 60, or 80. As we all should, we should all do the best workout for our bodies on that given day. And who am I to sit here in my home in Oakland, California, and tell someone in Tennessee how they should teach the class? So I want to create a proper progression principle, which is what we call it. We don't actually offer any modifications in our class. It is my belief that as a coach, as a trainer, if I have properly progressed that movement and make sure that everyone in that class knows that they can stay right where they are or progress it to increase stability, strength, or power, then they can. But if you don't want to do a burpee, my goodness, don't do a burpee. A burpee will not make your day better. Just stay there and do air squats. That is perfect for you. So – I I digress a little bit, Um, but I think the industry has lost sight of what's really important, and that's the overall overall health and wellness of our participants, and that's going to look different for each person, and how do we create an industry, a message as an industry that encapsulates all of that without selling the newest, latest, greatest gimmick? I don't know. No, I, I it's going.
1: it's it's as if honestly and this is an ongoing theme with the show and and uh, as Christine said I mean we've had Jonathan Ross on we've had Fabio Camana on we've had yeah. uh you know it's just several other people that have yeah said more or less the same exact thing it's as if that is like what our shows about and and that we're we're feeding them these stock answers and it's just not the case the, you know yeah. a person like yourself a, a a professional in the industry is seeing kind of the way that it goes and the way that i see it is that it's not it, it that it becomes um you know it, it's not an inclusive bunch yes. when it has to be for the masses um, you know, yeah. we've got a very, very, very sick country on our hands and it and the industry in itself, you know, whether it's from pictures, like you said, the Instagrams with, you know, the, the perfect bodies with the workout yeah. next to it or, you know, yeah. even, you know, I you know see the men's health magazines and, and, and yes. you know, and all these things and it's just not very inviting. Uh, to a person who is not really looking to walk in and put themselves in that situation. They're embarrassed. They're self-conscious. They, they don't feel like they can do it. Um, So it's really, really great, uh, you know, that you have this, this uh, program that's open door and, and uh, you know, and, and say, Hey, you know, come and do what you can do. uh, Yes. And, and, and try and get better, you know, I got
0: a question for you. So um, again, coming from, you know, having the fitness background and dancing, Yep. One of the, one of the issues that, that I had even, you know, kind of, um, evolving as a, as someone in fitness and as a coach and things like that was that I did believe back in the day as a former collegiate athlete and whatnot that you worked and you literally crawled out of your workout, like crying yeah. and dying. And yeah. when I started fitness, that literally, it, it was what it was about. And even when I went to shows and conventions in my early 20s, um, and again, did it part-time, it was always about how hard could you just kick someone's ass, literally. Yes, yes. And and it would you be know. the same for me. Um, you know, I would even teach classes or trainings and and even try and kick my own ass. And and that was what it was about. And I feel like I was brainwashed. And only in the last, I want to say, you know, 10 to 12 years have I really had, like you said, like I had an epiphany with fitness and, you know, I've had some health issues myself where I'm like, this isn't what it's about fitness yeah. is mental. It's about like 99% mental uh, or maybe, maybe 90% mental. And then the other 10, you
1: you know, mental meaning feel, right. feeling good,
0: feeling good, feeling good yeah. and, and longevity and keeping moving. Was there a point? I mean, did you go through that as well where you had that kind of that? Oh my gosh, moment of this is yeah. really what it's about.
2: Yes, absolutely, and it wasn't quite so much a a stark kind of black and white where you know the the clouds parted and the sun came through, <laughs> and it was you know you know people singing, but it was it was a progression of and a part of this came from I went to a session with Sue Hitzman who developed the melt method, oh yeah, and, and she is just wonderful, wonderful, and she was talking about you know basically basically restorative techniques for our body, you know, whether it be foam rolling or whatnot. And she said to me, to me, to the audience, for which I was one, um, she's like, you know, when you have something that hurts, why would you go and poke at it and poke at it and poke at it and poke at it? Why not, you know, work around the area and try to alleviate the pain? And a lot of this came from You know, back in the day, we were told to jam on that IT band, get on that iliotibial and roll it and crush it. And that pain is going to help make you feel better. No, actually, no, it doesn't at all. The iliotibial, you know, band is is a fairly thick fibrous band. It's not going to relieve anything really. Why not work on all that beautiful tissue, soft tissue around it, to help improve whatever, maybe some runner knee issues that you have? And it, so it really kind of started there with our kind of obsession with breaking down down the body without any conscious awareness of recovery and what that would look like. And I also, I train a lot of women in their twenties whom talk about mental health. There's a lot going on there and they are training for anesthetic. They are only in that gym to look a certain way and they're killing themselves. They're doing, you know, two, three workouts a day. And you know, I, I've told um, classmates uh, uh, students I'm like go home you were in my class at 12 doing high intensity interval training I don't want to see you at my boot camp at 530 tonight there's nothing I can do with you but help create more injuries for you I don't want to see you and and it kind of came from that as well seeing younger women and men just literally breaking their bodies down and having these injuries that they should not have as a twenty-three-year-old person.
1: <laughs> I, you, I commend you. You're, a prof- I mean, that is a professional. That's what a professional does when they see something that isn't that isn't right. Like, go for a twenty-minute walk. You want, you know, instead exactly. of taking the boot camp,
2: right? go take a yoga class. Go take a nap. How about you go eat something? Because <laughs> that's what your body yes. needs right now. But I think there has to be an integrity and an honest conversation with that and you know, maybe they were mad at me or whatnot. We had a we had a decent relationship. You know, you have to know your clients to have those type of conversations with them. Sure. But it's like the Hippocratic oath that doctors, right, have to take. Do no harm. At that point I was only in a position to help them continue continuing to harm themselves and that is not my role as a practitioner it is my job to help you feel better when you leave my class or my workout than when you walked in that's my goal
0: so shane talk to us what is uh what's project me uh project me about five years from now where do you see where do you see yourself where do you see everything going
2: me or or the industry
0: both I'm gonna okay. see the industry, industry in five years. And then where do you see yourself in five years? Cause this, I know two parts I'm, 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 I'm grilling you today.
2: You know, it, it's great. Uh, <laughs> the industry, I hope there's a split. I think as a nation, we're starting to talk about wellness a little bit more, you know, corporate wellness and bringing, uh, you know, opening gyms within the workplace and, and that sort of evolution is st- Is starting. And so I think if we can continue that dialogue, that hopefully there will be a split between the celebrity aspect of fitness versus the health and wellness aspect of fitness. And I think the two can coexist, but right now it's muddled and the consumer doesn't know. If the next diet is the real one or if the next workout is the real one, am I going to get a Brazilian butt if I do that video? No, you're not. You're not. But by all means, dance. Please keep dancing. But let's not trick the consumer into something that's not real. Um, that drives me bananas. Um, urban kick. So I hope – so five years, I hope there begins to be a split and an understanding about what health and wellness is versus the latest gimmick. Um, I hope. Do I think it'll happen? No, but I hope. I'm a hopeful person. Um, Urban Kick, I really want it to continue to grow. We were lucky enough to license some programmings for Crunch. This past February, we were able to license some programs for UFC. So I've been doing a lot of program writing and content development and I would love to see that grow um, and to kind of continue this authentic discussion about what real programming looks like. And I'm very honest with people. Is Urban Kick the best program? No. There are a ton of great programs out there. But this one's fun. It's awesome. It's scientifically sound and will give you a great workout. So if that's an interest to you, come and do it. But there are also nine other programs that do the same thing. But differently, you know, whether it's play yoga or whether it's, you know, a Les Mills program, fine. The, the, again, they can all coexist. But I hope Urban Kick continues to grow and infiltrate the um, instructor educational space to create really solid programming. We actually just um, wrote – I underwrote the program for the American Council on Exercise. So they now offer a cardio kickboxing online program that I wrote. So we're starting to, to reach more people. That's, so that's my
1: hope. That's tremendous. That's uh, that's you know a great great goal and a great vision for for both. I mean, really for both the industry and and Urban Kick as well. What is the certification uh, process like? Do you have do you host the, everything on site? Is it an online thing or how are you working that?
2: Yes and yes. So <laughs> we do we do do live trainings. Um, so we travel around if people want that in person experience. And we limit our, our trainings. So they're pretty small. We don't accept any, any numbers over 20 people because we become, we believe it's a quality issue at that point. And we're not going for quantity. We're going for quality, but you can also do online because we realize that online is a way of the world. And so we've created this very comprehensive, detailed online program where people have to send in videos and I provide extensive feedback to their videos so I can really see every instructor that comes through that channel. Um, and like we said, we also created a program for the American Council on Exercise. So it, we hope we have something for everybody. Um, the, the online are self-paced. You can do it at your own own time, own time whenever you have a, a free moment. And the live trainings are a one-day
0: training. Beautiful. I love it. So we are going to put all of your information up on our website, and we're going to put links to all of your information as well. So where can we find out all this information? Tell our listeners.
2: Oh my goodness. Urbankick.com. Um, that's that's our website, urbankick.com. Super easy. We're also, we're, I am also on Instagram at Urban Kick It, U-R-B-A-N-K-I-C-K-I-T, and Facebook, Urban Kick. I'm, I'm told I should tweet, but I don't. Uh, but if you do, if you are on Twitter, I do have a page, Urban Kick it there as well.
0: It's hard to keep up with uh, social media. It's a full time job. It
2: <laughs> it's a full time job for which I don't have time. I, I have other things going. <laughs> right. It's like
0: you know, plan five minutes to every day. I'm like, all right, I need like 10 minutes to post on every single thing. And I don't like to post the same things and tag the same people on different things. So it's, you know, not like I press one button. I really like to personalize. I know it's
1: uh, it's It's nuts. All this technology to make our lives easier. Oh
0: my goodness. (laughs) Terrible. Right. I love
2: it. In ways. Yes. But in other ways it's clutter. I love it.
0: So, Shane, it has been an absolute pleasure bringing you on with uh these two fit crazies on the East Coast. I know that you know we're we're battling snow here and you know, I uh hopefully we'll get out to the West Coast to to see you at some point, but
2: um yes, whenever you come out here, please let me know. And it has been an absolute honor sharing this time with you guys, seriously. Awesome. Thank well, you so much. This is our
1: job. We hey, want to get the word out. Hey, counselor, thanks for uh sitting in on this disposition here. <laughs>
2: you're welcome thank you thank you right i haven't been called that in a while nice <laughs>
1: well our goal is to uh is to pump you up so you can maybe at some day consider stop paying those bar dues maybe
2: oh you know <laughs> you planted a seed
0: planted
2: a seed all thank right. you for that that's that's you know there's a goal right there that that should be a five-year goal
0: yeah. all right write it down right. yep
2: okay. yep yes thank you guys you guys are amazing
0: Thank right. you, Shane. So, uh, with that said, this is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazes. And a microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.